Hey there, Quiet Rebels. So before we jump into today's episode, I want to let you know that this is brought to you by my Ultimate Podcast Guesting Workshop Series. So if you'd love to be able to have the exact know-how to book yourself onto a line podcast to grow your business, this is the workshop series for you. This follows my Pitch With Purpose framework, which is the holistic process of podcast guesting. So you can really get a lot out of this visibility strategy that goes beyond landing X amount of interviews. So if you're interested in learning more, head on over to makeasign.com forward slash UPG to find out more. And now back to the episode. Hello, my lovelies. This is Make A Sign, your podcast guesting strategist and mentor, cat lover, and the proud host of the Quiet Rebels podcast. This is the place for experts on the rise who are finally ready to stop playing small and to start showing up as the leader they've always been. And contrary to what you might think, you don't have to be the loudest person in the room in order to be heard. You've always been the type to see things differently and you've always chosen another pathway if the one laid out in front of you just doesn't align with your way of life. You're not alone in this. So to help you on your journey, I'm bringing conscious conversations to the table with myself and guest experts who will help you with the inner work that needs to be done in order to make a positive impact on the world with what you do. I see you. And now it's time to hear you, my friend. So please welcome to The Quiet Rebellion. And now we get into the good stuff. So today's episode, I'm going to be sharing about the behind the scenes creation of the Asian online business directory. And if you don't know what this is, that's totally fine because at the time of this recording, it's only been released to the public (laughs) for about two to three days now. So it's all good. In a nutshell, this is a free resource to help Asian online business owners to be easily seen, heard and found for their respective areas of expertise. And this really came about during the time of late Q1 of 2021, where there was a huge escalation of Asian hate crimes. This was also around the time of the Atlanta incident. And there were so, so, so many reasons to grieve around this time. And personally, it really hit home a lot when I was seeing a lot of Asian elders being beaten and murdered just because of the color of their skin, their ethnic origin. And then there was a post I found on Instagram where someone stood up for them and said, Our elders are being attacked, but they have learned to not make a fuss out of themselves. So they've minimized their pain so that they just wouldn't be a burden. And that really broke my heart. It made me think, where else may we have been minimizing the pain that we've experienced 
for the sake of being palatable to those around us. And then my thoughts turned to the online business world. Around this time, I created a post that really seemed to kind of shake up quite the storm. My question was whether or not the people who say they value diversity and inclusion, does that also include Asians? There was one line in that post that it terrifies me, the fact that I put it out there, but at the same time is also the bravest thing that I've said in quite a long time. This is a carousel post, so make sure to link this up in the show notes so you can see for yourself. There's a line where I say something around the fact that when I see summits, podcasts, events, panels, anywhere where you can showcase a couple of experts, where I would rarely see more than one Asian, if one at all. And I called out the fact that I feel like I should be grateful to see just one. But I'm not grateful. I'm actually really disappointed. That seemed to strike a chord in quite a few people because that post went mini viral at least in my shoes (laughs) it went mini viral around that time because it seemed to again strike a chord with many people and then I thought to myself well if this is a problem is there a solution that I can create because I thought if people said to me well I don't know any Asians. I would be able to show them something where I can say, well, you can't use that excuse anymore. Hence, the creation of the Asian Online Business Directory. I wanted a place where I could showcase and advocate to a degree some amazing business owners who identify as Asian. And I wanted to ensure that we included everyone on and off the gender spectrum and the things that they needed to have in common were the fact that they identified as Asian and it it didn't need to be 100% because there are a couple of those who were biracial. And they said, do I count? And I said, of course. So my team and I really had to focus on who we wanted to show and how would we do it and what process is there? Because we could have chosen to do, to kind of like just open up a spreadsheet and everyone just kind of go into it and just get a deadline or something, or we could curate it a bit more. 
And the thing is, something that I've learned in my business is that anything, whether it's paid or unpaid, anything I offer, I really care about who's a part of it. Which is why our choice was to curate our applicants. So we came up with some questions and we actually hired someone separately to help manage this project. Not because, well, not just because it was a bandwidth issue, but it's because I also wanted to be as far as I could away from the applications because of the risk of having personal bias interfere with the process. So around 90% of the directory is actually full of applicants that I haven't connected with or I've seldom connected with. And the other 10% are those who I personally invited because if I wanted this directory to represent anything, it wasn't just a fact that they were Asian. That's because they're damn good at what they do. And I was very fortunate to already have been connected to quite a few. So I handpicked a couple of friends of mine in the online space who I knew would do this justice. And everyone else, the part of the 90%, they went through the application process. We'd asked them things like what their values were. How could they demonstrate these values in some real life situations? How would they respond in a certain situation that we gave? We gave them a certain scenario, you know, and asked them how their response would be. And we paid attention to the nuances in the language, the approach. All of that was taken into account. And for the applications that we weren't so sure about, I had a separate team member. It was our directory coordinator. She actually sent a couple of mystery shopper emails <laughs> where we, oh, what's it called? Is it an alias account? I think that's it. Uh, we created an alias um, email account and we just sent a simple question to the business owners to see how they would respond. Because when someone is on their best behavior, then they're obviously going to show their best colors. But true colors show when there's something that's less than perfect. So we had a mystery shopper email address where we sent a couple of those for the application that we weren't so sure about. And if we found that it was an appropriate response and there wasn't any further conflict or verbal abuse, then we would have let them on. So that's pretty much how we chose to do it. And it took a lot of time to vet all these applications because there were over a hundred that came in and it was quite a lot at the time. And we really wanted to see who still cared about it even when the world had moved on to different issues. Because the media always moves, and that's just how it is. I remember getting a message from someone who said, get this out ASAP, 
because people say they care, but you know, you you really want to kind of like get them while they're still interested. And I appreciated that feedback. I'm sure that there were some people who probably really did want to, um, you know, get it ASAP. But this really wasn't something that I wanted to rush. It was really something that I wanted to put a lot of TLC in, tender loving care. Which is why it was okay for me to wait a little and to be patient with the process. Because I want to see who cares. Even when the spotlight isn't on the same issue anymore. You know? So, after a couple of months, it was finally ready. So we did it very simply on a Google Sheet. There are two sheets. Sheet number two is where the actual directory is. And sheet number one is where I had a welcome video and made sure that, you know, I expressed the purpose of the directory, how to best use it, a little advice there, gave an example of how the information's all laid out. And if people want to share, to share it via makeastan.com forward slash Asian dash directory. So everything is actually super simple, uh, super, super simple. I just knew that this was a resource I just always wanted to have. Because I was never really a part of anything like that. So when I saw the problem, I had a choice to wait for a solution or to create it. And in my case, I chose to create it. So now that the directory has been shared, it's out in the open now, I did also want to touch on the aftermath of it. Because where there are applications, there is potential for success and rejection. And my heart goes out to all of the people who applied, but didn't make it on the final directory. And the reason why I'm about to share this next thing is because if you, my lovely, wanted to create your own version of a directory of a group that you feel is underrepresented, then this is definitely something that you want to take into consideration. To have a process that is not charged through emotion, when it comes to handling any email requests around the application. So we set parameters in place at the very beginning to ask not to DM me personally on Instagram or to personally email me to check in to see how the application is going because of the volume and also because of the bandwidth that that would take. That's why, again, I hired a directory coordinator to handle these inquiries for me so I could feel myself not get too emotionally involved because I knew (laughs) that my people-pleaser self, my past people-pleaser self that still kind of peeks in every now and then, would be fully activated during times like this. And it's a good thing that we had a process in place 
because we had a couple of emails asking why. Why wasn't I chosen? And I can completely understand why it may have come across as a personal rejection. But it wasn't. Saying no on this directory is not a reflection of how great they are as people or as a business owner. It simply meant that from what we saw in the application didn't seem to meet our criteria. When we apply for anything in our lives, whether it's for a directory like this or a job or something, it can feel so easy to blame ourselves and thinking that we're not good enough because we weren't chosen. But I really wanted to kind of shed a light on that. It's not that you're not good enough. It's simply the fact that with the information at the time in the selection process, this was the conclusion that came to be. And I've had a couple of people who've reached out to me months after we closed the doors to our applications. And they've asked, when are we going to open them again? And I will say at the time of this recording, I have no plans in the foreseeable future to actually reopen them again. And it's for that very reason why I want to share with you the behind the scenes of the process. So if you wanted to create a directory, this is how you can do it. So I'm going to give you kind of a quick run through of what to consider and hopefully that will be enough to equip you with the foundations of potentially building your own directory. And who says it has to be about business? It could be about anything else. So here we go. First of all, you need to be clear on your why. Why is this project worth doing? What could this mean for your life, your business even? What's the point? basically. Which solution are you providing to which problem? When you figure out your why, then you figure out the group. Who are you representing on this directory? What are the common threads? Because the common threads are going to help you map out your criteria because to be honest, quite a few people who were unable to make it on the final directory is simply because they didn't read the criteria. They weren't in the right business that we wanted to represent because we represent service providers, not product makers. So even just that meant that, okay, I'm sure they're great, but didn't quite fit the criteria we were looking for. So know which group you want to represent because that will help you to set your criteria. Next, this is optional. You can curate via applications. Or not. 
I've seen some business directories out there where people can just put themselves on the directories and just send in their information and then it gets transferred. Some of them have to pay. Some of them need to just send in an application instead of a self-serve sort of, um, now I'm thinking of soft serve ice cream, <laughs> a self-serve um, approach. So figure out how you want people to get onto your directory. Are you going to have any gatekeepers? Any team members? Are you going to have it ongoing? Or is it going to be a closed door application process or just a time period where people can do this? If you do choose to have an application, which questions do you want to ask? Which answers are you looking for? Who's going to put it together? How's it going to be displayed? All of these factors came into consideration when I was just kind of creating the directory on the go. I knew in the grand scheme of things, this Asian directory actually doesn't fit in with my business model per se. In a way it does, but it's an indirect connection. Because I talk a lot around helping underestimated and underrepresented groups. Right? But this business directory, I did not charge for anyone to be on it. And for anyone who gets a client from this directory, I'm not asking for commission. It's just a resource I wanted to create. Because I really value uplifting a group that I identify with. And maybe somewhere along the way, there could be room for collaboration. There could be room for me to connect with new clients, new customers, for my podcast guesting workshop series, or my sustainable visibility mentorship. Who knows? So you really need to know how a potential directory that you create fits into your overall plan. Because I know for me, it's not a source of direct revenue, which was also a reason why I'm at the time I'm choosing not to reopen the door to applications. It's because it's not a revenue generator. But by sharing this podcast episode with you today, where you got to hear behind the scenes of why it's here and how I managed to do it and the decisions that you might need to make to create your own directory. I'm hoping this will be of service to you. Because as much as I believe in really helping more underrepresented groups, I know I can't do it all on my own. And so it's my dearest hope, actually, that by listening to this podcast episode today, that you're inspired enough and you feel equipped enough to give it a shot if this is something that interests you too. (sighs) 
And there we have it, my lovely. This episode, it's really near and dear to my heart for the cause that it is. And a couple of months, if not next year, I have another project under my sleeve that I've been working on pretty underground for the last couple of months. And it's, again, one of those things I don't want to rush because this is the kind of thing that's always going to matter, even if the media spotlight isn't on the issue. Until then, I hope you can check out the Asian Online Business Directory to connect with other Asian online business owners, potentially make friends with them, collaborate with them, hire them even. This is how we can help make a difference. And again, I hope that by sharing the behind the scenes with you, that if you feel inspired to create your own, if you feel like there's still a severe lack of representation for the group that you identify with. So here's to us amplifying more marginalized voices. And so my lovely, there we have it. So everything that we mentioned in today's interview will be popped into the show notes. So be sure to head for that link. And if you haven't done so already, I would so love it if you could subscribe to this podcast because that way you don't miss a single episode and another conscious conversation. And of course, if you feel cool too, I would so appreciate it if you could leave a rating and review because that really helps other quiet ripples find us. Ah, oh my goodness. Okay, another great episode. And so I will be back same place, same time next week for another episode of the Quiet Rebels podcast. So until then, my lovely, do take care and bye for now.